0: Welcome to Resilience of the Soul. I'm Shanae Elbert, entrepreneur, brand-aid enthusiast, and mental health advocate. But most importantly, I'm a mom and a lover of God. This is just a podcast of me telling my story in hopes that it inspires those who are attracted to this space. If that's you, thank you for listening. Hello this episode is called curses thank you so much for coming back to listen to the fifth episode of resilience of the soul i truly appreciate you being here it is such it brings me such such joy to know that you've taken time out of your day to take a listen to my story so just to explain why i chose to name this episode, Curses, I believe that generational curses are such a stronghold on the Black family, and I, when I had my daughter, I intentionally set out to do specific things to ensure that she did not have to experience some of the things that I had to experience growing up as a kid. Uh, That has not been easy, and I will tap into that starting now. So, let's get into it. So, in a previous episode, I mentioned something that was called the Elbert curse, the Elbert temper, which is what I call a curse in my family. Uh, The temper was passed down through the generations from my great-grandmother. Henrietta was her name, and legend has it that she was really a really mean-spirited lady. All of my aunts and uncles have told their own personal stories about my grandmother, and almost all of them have a temper from as a result of the things and, and actions that were done to them. I never got a chance to meet her but I did experience the aftermath of her terror firsthand and what I mean by that is um, my father has a hair trigger temper and in my teen years that is what the result of was of that Um, so when I was a little girl I never really Got upset until someone was bullying me or trying to pick a fight with me. Any other time, I was pretty easygoing. When I got to high school, um, I never really had a really bad temper. Like, I wasn't snapping off on people. I only got angry when I was being provoked Um, or if I was trying to prove my loyalty to someone, I would just go and do some stupid, <laughs> some stupid things that teenagers do. Basically, I'm I'm the type of friend that's a ride or die. You want me to go and do something with you? I got you. But anyway, I had a tendency to not speak up on things when they first offend me or when they first bother me. I would just try to Look past it and not say anything about it Um, and that would result in to me holding on to things until i reached a breaking point and then at that point i would unleash everything that i had been holding back all at once so it would come out as though i was snapping uh, because i was holding on to offenses that should have been addressed to begin with. And one motto that I have taken on since being in therapy, that if it bothers me 24 hours later, I need to address it within the first 48 hours of that offense, so that I won't have to prevent or experience myself being angry or to the point to where I am just going off or taking it too far with my temper. I had a pretty good handle on my temper up until I want to say I was, I experienced a really traumatic, uh, another traumatic experience when it came to the father of my child. I was assaulted Uh, Really bad, like it was the worst assault that I've experienced during our relationship. And after that, I felt myself changing. I was meaner. My patience was almost non-existent. I almost was always irritable. And I also wanted to... I, I saw myself diverting from the things that I would normally do. Uh, Before all of that happened, I was an avid churchgoer. Um, I never really, really got into many confrontations prior to that. But afterwards, I noticed that anytime I would get into I was really defensive I became really defensive and anytime I would feel like I was in a situation to where I was threatened I would become aggressive not in a fighting manner but I was just really blunt really um really harsh with my words I didn't have patience with people when I was talking to them and I honestly believe that that was a result of that incident happened, happening to me um every time I reflect on what changed during over the time to where my temper just got out of control I uh, I give credit to that moment being that pivotal point to where I just kind of lost my way when it came to my temper. Um, And it wasn't until I got with my husband and I realized that, hey, I really need to go and get this checked out because this is not my typical behavior. Um, So I got into therapy in 2019 and it has been... A journey since then, but I do not regret anything that I have done as far as making the choice to go to therapy uh, to resolve my temper issues and get to the deeper root issues of why it's there. And I have been blown away with the things and experiences that have attribute to that so essentially my temper is a trauma response to the things that I have experienced throughout my life and I would not have figured that out without me actively seeking out what is going on with me um my the temper that my family has I would say it's a generational trauma that has been passed down through the years. After my daughter was born, I knew I wanted to, I knew that she was different from both me and her father because her father has a pretty horrible temper too. And I was so glad that God answered my prayer. I prayed that my child would not end up with a temper like I had and he did just that. My daughter is the most easygoing, funniest kid I know, but she is mischievous. Don't get it wrong. She is mischievous, but she has not shown any signs that she has. Uh, she's very patient, and I'm thankful for that. The work that it takes to break a generational curse or heal generational trauma is backbreaking, y'all. Um, at times as a parent, I would find myself saying and doing things just as my dad did right before he would get angry with me and it would scare the living shit out of me because I did not want to do that to my daughter. Especially especially when I got into therapy, I knew I did not want to have that type of impression or lasting effect on my daughter when she became an adult. Um, and I'm quite, I, I'm almost certain that some of the things and ways that my dad raised us was an example of, was a a remake of how he was raised and how his parents and grandparents spoke to him. He spoke to me in that manner. And I did not want to do that to my daughter. So like I mentioned before, Therapy has provided me with the tools that I need to help me overcome breaking my generational curses, Uh, things, uh, things I know. I know that I'm not a perfect parent, obviously. (laughs) I'm not a perfect parent, but some of the things that I have intentionally or consciously tried to not do. Uh, I feel like I have done my best to not pass on whatever it was that Henrietta passed on to my dad and his siblings to my daughter. A teen teen pregnancy was a generational pattern that was passed on to me. My grandmother had my mom at a really young age. Uh, My mom had me when she was just turning 18. And my daughter, uh, I had my daughter when I was 18. Um, My grandmother and my mother were estranged at one point in their relationship. And I never really got the opportunity to bond with my mom until I became an adult. After having Anaya, I had the idea of what I wanted to instill in her and the things I did not want to repeat or pass down to her from my parents. And a lot, I know a lot of Teenagers during that time, they don't have that mindset. But as I mentioned beforehand, I had to do a lot of things completely different. I had to change my mindset because I knew it was just going to be me and her. Uh, I didn't really have a chance to or an opportunity to depend on anyone to help guide us through this process. So, um, I intentionally made a decision on how I wanted to spend my time with Anaya. I knew that I wanted to be present with everything that she was going through in her life, because that's something that I did not have. And it is also something that I feel like if I would have, Had in my life. My life would have been completely different. I'm just having that feminine guidance in my life. Um, And don't get me wrong. My aunts were there. But there's nothing like having. I, I still longed for my mom. No matter how great. And how. Structural. My aunts were. In certain situations. I still longed. For that relationship with my mom. And I knew that was something that I never. Ever wanted my daughter to experience. Um, As I mentioned. I was intentional on how I would spend my time with Anayim. I even pushed to make. Sure that she had me present. In every way shape or form. Um, In my previous episode. I mentioned how. I shift. Shift gears on. How I went to work. And how often I was working. And what position I would need to take in order to be at home with my daughter at night. So I made sure that I was present when she needed me the most. A space has been created where Anaya can talk to me about what's troubling her and how she can express herself to me on ways that I can support her better as a mom. That's something I did not have growing up. And I'm almost sure that that is not the culture that was present with my mom or my dad. So I see that as me breaking another generational curse. And that is something that I'm very proud of because I wanted to do something completely different when it came to raising my daughter. And I'm so happy that I did not conform to what is considered to be normal in my family when it comes to how we raise our our family. Um, This is what generational curses, this is what breaking generational curses look like. Um, It's going against the things that you knew were detrimental to your upbringing and fighting like hell to change it. Even if you don't have an example of how you want it to look. Even if you don't know how it's going to happen. You still make a way to make it happen by the grace of God. And that's what I've been fortunate to do as a parent. Now, some things have been complete horror stories. uh, But I... At the end of the day, I can confidently say my daughter did not experience a percent, not even two percent of anything that I've had to go through as a kid. And she never will. And I'm so proud of that. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful to God for that, that that curse has been broken. And I can't just i i'm just so i get so full when i think about it um so yeah that is this episode of curses i wanted to talk about things that one of the hardest things that i feel like i had to overcome um, when it came to breaking generational curses and patterns in my family and i feel like if we all took Or took a moment to reflect on things or generational curses that happen in your family and ask ourselves, are we doing something to actively change the narrative, break that cycle and start a new pattern in our family? Are we actively pursuing to do that? So, yeah, this is the episode of Curses. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Because at the end of the day, all I ever really wanted was for someone to listen. Oh my goodness. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you for being here. Please feel free to comment, rate this episode, ask me questions. You can send me voice memos or I will be going live when this drops and you can just come by and ask me a question and i will and do my best to answer it and <laughs> in, in the best way that i know how but again thank you so much for being here i appreciate you and until next time resilience of the soul we'll be right back after this short break you've been listening to resilience of the soul the podcast please share subscribe rate and review thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to my story until next time